This is the most powerful, most intense, practical application and skill development training anywhere. You'll learn how to stay strong in your calling, have a quality life, and build a tremendous lasting work for God. Introducing Dr. Dean Ratke, the founder and CEO of the Ministry Institute and the Maximum CEO Basic Training. You know, there's, there's just no greater honor than to do what I do. To be able to stand before great men and women of God, like all of you in this room, and just impart the things God's taught me for 48 years. To be able to add some value to your life, to be able to help you over some hurdles, to keep you strong in your calling. I respect you so much. Carol and I are so grateful for you. And uh, your prayers, your edification of us, your encouragement, your financial giving to send us to the nations. But there can be no higher honor than, you know, you have the most important job in the whole world. So to be, uh, to impart some things to people that have the, have the uh, most responsible position in the entire world. And you have the toughest job in the world too. It's a terribly talent challenging job. And particularly challenging when it's done wrong particularly challenging when you've never had the proper training, when nobody's ever taught you how to do the job, and you, know, and you have such zeal and such passion to do it, and you want to be all you can be for Christ, and you want to reach the fullness of your purpose and your destiny in life, but you're not sure how to approach it, how to do it, how to make it happen, because you haven't been taught. It has nothing to do with competence. It has everything to do with experience. And so God trained me for 48 years in the corporate world, starting in the military and then in the corporate world and then in ministry. So I could take what I learned there and apply it in ministry. The world system knows how to apply this great leadership book better than we do. That's a tragedy. That's why we have so many tragedies in ministry. Because they know how to work this. God's not a respecter of persons. He puts this out there for anybody who wants to run with it. Anybody will take it and apply it and run with it. But we've not been taught how to apply it effectively in building our ministry and changing the lives of those that have been entrusted to us. So that's what God taught me all these years. And that's what we're going to do today is I'm going to remind you of things you know. That's what a coach does. I'm going to teach you some new things. I'm going to give you some new material. Uh, and we're going to fill up these boards. Boy, when I walked in here yesterday and saw the boards, I started salivating. You know? <laughs> I mean, this is, this is as good as it gets for me. I was hoping maybe a little bit longer, but, you know, I'll be happy with what we got. Yeah, so we're going to have a great time. Now, um, I, I just want you to know, first off the bat, you know, I was thinking, this is... What this feels like for me is when I first met Carol 48 years ago this summer. And two more years later, we got married. So we're coming up on 50th, thanks to the Lord. And uh, 48 years this summer, though, I met Carol. And um, I made sure nobody got a date with her thereafter. It was a, bl it was a blind date in New York, and I wasn't blind. And so... <laughs> so I made sure nobody else got a date with her for the rest of her life. And 
I, but, but when I met Carol, she was so precious, she was so beautiful, she was so unique and so different. And I, and I said, you know, I just couldn't wait to introduce her to my friends and introduce her to my family, you know, and, and show her to them and let them meet her. And that's the way I feel about this meeting because you've come in from all over the world. We love you guys, you know. We started out as acquaintances the very first time we shook hands and some of you are here for the first time we're going to be an acquaintance then these that are sitting at the front tables are partners from all over the world and we became partners together in covenant commitment and then we became friends because every six months or so and internationally every year and in some places twice a year internationally we get together and we become friends and you're critical parts of our life. And, and I mean, you know, all those years when God was training me, I was chasing success just to be successful. In other words, money and power and prestige and position and all that stuff. That, but he used that as a training ground for me. I was mismotivated, but he used it to train me, to get me to have, you know, something to offer someday for him where he could then use me for significance and there, of course, there's no greater joy than there is in significance. Success will never bring it. Success does not provide the joy that God wants to give us. But this is significant. And, and so this is just an awesome thing to be able to have pastors like this from all over the world and to be able to minister to you and to be able to impart into your life. And I appreciate all the kind things you say. But I've dedicated the rest of my life to help pastors. That's all I care about. Now, next to God and next to my precious family, then all I care about, that's my mandate. Reach as many pastors in the world that you possibly can. And so we're going to a new level. Today is a next level. And it's the start of something that will, this is just the day of small beginnings. We've been working on this for 12 years, but this is just the day, we're just getting started. We're just getting started, and I'll talk more about that as we go. But I, I want you to know, I've dedicated the rest of my life. There is no retirement. That may be the first lesson you didn't want to learn. But uh, you, you don't uncall yourself at 65. You know, it's not in here. It's not in here. God, God, the government, you know, that's their rule, but God, it's a life calling. And so we, we have so much to contribute, all of us. So there is no retirement. And, I, and I, I care about making sure that you stay strong in your calling, that you can be all that you can be for God. And God's trained me for 48 years to stand up here today, and I'm honored to do it. We're going to cover positioning, day one, day two, process, day three, strategic planning, the 15 steps of strategic planning. We're going to cover the succession planning, we're going to cover evaluation planning, strategic planning. You have to evaluate what you plan. You chart the course, but then you have to stay the course. So that will be day three. And then in day four, about two-thirds of a day, on day four, we are going to get into the art forms of being a CEO, the art of, of direction setting, delegating, the art of confrontation and conflict resolution. The best way I can help your pastor, your CEO, be all that he or she can be for God is to help you be as valuable as you can be for God. 
So this is all for, this is for all of us in this room. But I, I want you to know, 2 Corinthians 9.12 says, this service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of God's people, but it's also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to him. See, the highest form of worship is what you do every day. This, this is nice, getting spirit bumps, you know, and praising the Lord, and that's beautiful, and it's, and it's so valuable to commune with God like this. But when you're serving him with your time and when you're sacrificing the things in your life to be with him, Phil, Gr Phil Driscoll said just uh, uh, fairly recently, he, he said, worship is what you're willing to give up for God. Phil, Phil Driscoll knows a bit about worship. And he said, it's what you're willing to give up for God. And that's what you're doing. That's what you do. So I respect you. Now, I, wanted, I just want to share, most of my life was spent in a position like you hold. I was always in uniquely positioned to serve a great leader. And then I was in a position to serve those that were entrusted to me, just like you. You're, you're serving your leader, but you're also serving those that have been entrusted to you. And it's, it's an extremely important valuable position and it's a difficult position but but and I, and I think you're going to learn some things in the in these trainings that will help you be more valuable help you be less frustrated and help you be more efficient in what you're doing but we need many many more of you but we respect you we honor you and I thank you for being here and get everything out of this that you can take copious notes because you're going to have to teach others you're not here for you you're here to be able to recruit and train and develop future generations of leaders. I have such tremendous respect for you. I've been working now with pastors in, a, in corporate settings like this for 12 years and individual clients for 12 years. Individual clients one-on-one -on -one, and then corporate settings like this. But in the 12 years, I may not know exactly what it's like to be you as a pastor or a leader of a ministry, but I have a pretty good idea, and I see the challenges you face. I see the obstacles that you have to knock down. I see the risks that you take, the sacrifices you made for God when you could have been doing other things, the walls that you had to climb over, the potholes you had to climb out of, and in the midst of all of that and the risks that you took, and in the midst of all of that, you took second-guessing, people challenging what you're trying to do for God, and even abuse. And I just want you to know, I respect you, and there's no higher honor than to be able to impart into that kind of a commitment and that kind of a life. So we're honored to have you here. And I believe this will, this will change your life. That, and the, and let's, let's, let's just say that again. It'll change your life. That's what we have to change first, is your life. This thing can't be frustrating and debilitating, and, and uh, I'll share a bunch of D words here with you in a minute, but this has to be fun. This is supposed to be fun. This is supposed to be enjoyable. This is supposed to be exciting. You, it, you know, we should be excited about doing this, but done wrong, it's not fun. It's not exciting. And so I, I thank you for being here. We're honored to have you. Let me share with you how God prepared me to be here today. Uh, not the whole litany, but a couple of main things. First of all, he did two main things. 
he connected me supernaturally, providentially, with four great leaders. The first was Admiral John S. McCain, Senator McCain's father. And I was a young ensign. I had carried Carol across the threshold of, into our apartment in Chicago. And uh, we both graduated from college, she from the University of Illinois and I from Syracuse. And, there and I carried across the threshold and there was my draft notice in the mailbox. You know, first night in our apartment and there's my draft notice. Two weeks later, I'm down in the loop in Chicago. The guy said, you passed, bud. You're, gonna, you're in the infantry unless you want to pick a service. I said, I want to become a naval officer. So then I, I was a young ensign, and God sent me to work for an admiral. <laughs> the Bureau of Naval Personnel made a mistake, but God didn't, because <coughs> he knew I needed to be here today to have something to offer. You know, this would have been a really boring meeting had he not trained me. <laughs> so, so he sent me to Admiral McCain. And what I learned from him is two main things. You have to fight for the vision. He believed we needed to be in all the oceans of the world, not just the Atlantic and the Pacific. We need to be in, he said the day will come when we have to be in all the oceans of the world because there, that will be the world in the years to come and we're going to have to have a presence there for our safety. And they said, humbug or whatever. They said, and they didn't buy it. And they didn't like it. And he was so persistent and so zealous about what he believed in. They even passed him over for rank one time. They didn't move him from a rear admiral to a full admiral because he was so persistent and they, they got annoyed with him being so zealous about his vision. And I helped them put the presentations together that he would take to the Naval Bureau of Naval Personnel. But he said, that he, and they nicknamed him, they mocked him just like they do you leaders. They called him, here, here he comes, Mr. Sea Power, mockingly. And, but he hung tough, he was a tough guy. And he hung tough. And he fought through, and he won. He won. They saw it his way. But it took, so you have to fight for your vision. I learned that early on. If you believe in something, you've got to fight for it. You can't compromise. You can't back down. You have to be strong. That's why it's so strong. That's why it's so important that you all stay strong in ministry and not be beaten down. So you can fight for the vision, but you have to have other people that will fight with you. And we'll get to that. The other thing he taught me was integrity. You have to have integrity. And he taught, he was a man of, of explicit integrity. He did everything by the book. He did not waver, did not compromise. So I, that's what I learned from him. Then I moved on to, I uh, had my own business for a while after the service, after I got, I didn't, I didn't intend to make it a career, but I extended twice because I loved the military and I was learning so many things. And I, and I loved it. But, it, but it was time to get on with my career. So I went to New York and I, uh, over time, I had my own company, but I was hired by one of my clients, Avon Products. And they, uh, Jim Preston, I reported directly to Jim Preston. He was executive VP, then he became president, CEO, chairman, and God uniquely placed him next to him so that I could learn some key things about leadership. And what I learned from him is, uh, is honesty. Uh, he was the greatest boss I ever had. 
because he talked straight. He told me exactly what it was. He didn't mince words, beat around the bush. He told me the exact truth. So therefore, when he praised me, I knew he was telling me the truth. Some of the guys I worked for, they were, they were so uh, waffly with their dialogue that I didn't know where I stood even when they said you did good. I, what a, I mean, the setup for something, you know? But I always knew where I stood with him. And he stretched me. He stretched me. And that's what we're supposed to be doing for God, is stretching people, not abusing them, but stretching people. I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for him. If it wasn't for Jim Preston stretching me and telling me, you can do this. I'm expecting you to do this. You have the ability to do this. And he would help me do it. He would teach me to do it, but he said, no, you're going to do it. And these are all important lessons for us in leadership. I'm giving you an overview here. But this is what God taught me. You have to be honest with people. You have to be, speak truth, and I'll do that today. I'll be straight with you because I respect you. I care enough about you to tell you the truth. And some of it's going to be real tough to take. But it'll be true and it'll be honest because I care about you. And I learned that from him. Be straight and stretch people. Then Les Wexner. When I, when I moved to, to uh, they, uh, God moved me out of New York City after about, I don't know, 15 years, moved me to Columbus, Ohio to work for the Limited. We didn't even know where Columbus was. We had to look it up on the map. We knew it existed because Dustin Hoffman was in a movie called Goodbye Columbus, and it was about Columbus. But, you know, New Yorkers, a New Yorker's view of America is pretty jaded. You know, I had, a, I had a really nice office on the 22nd floor of the Avon building overlooking the Plaza Hotel and Central Park, and there was the Hudson River and the George Washington Bridge, and then that land on the other side of the Hudson there, that's New Jersey. And then, you know, when I'd fly to California, I knew New Jersey was a huge state, you know. It took like four hours. Four hours to get over New Jersey and land in California. So, you know, you're fairly jaded. And so we went, but we moved to Columbus, Ohio. And it was all part of God's plan to get me into Bible college, to get me at World Harvest, Breakthrough TV. It was all God's plan. And God has a plan for every one of you leaders here. And don't compromise on the plan that he gives you. Because it's for your fullness of joy. It's for you to reach the purpose for which you were created and destined. So don't compromise. And I'll share with you some where I, 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 I fought him pretty hard and tried to compromise. But he loved me enough not to let me compromise, or I couldn't have gotten here today. But Les was a lifelong learner. Les Wexner, the chairman, the founder of, of the Limited Stores, he was a lifelong learner. And I'll share some case studies and uh, a couple situations uh, about my experiences there that are, teach that are teachable points. In the, and I'm not going to tell stories, but stories sometimes etch these things deeper into your spirit and will uh, give you uh, some teaching points and learning, learning points. But he was a lifelong learner, and he learned from everything. He could walk in this room and glean something from this and to apply it to the limited stores. And, and uh, when I just back up here. When I, when I started, I, two things, working with a leader and growth. So I know about leadership, and I know about how to grow something. I also know about the mistakes you make when you try to grow something if you're not careful. And I'll share some of those with you as well. But the, the, at, at Avon, it took us, uh, it took them, not us, but I wasn't there, but it took them 82 years to become a $1 billion company. 82 years. A $1 billion company. Only seven more to become a $2 billion company. 
back in 1979, actually in 1972, $2 billion company. That's how quickly things can happen if you have the right methods, systems, and processes in place that we're going to learn here. Then the, the, uh, at, at, the, at the Limited, when I joined there, there were 120 stores. And six years later, we had multiple divisions, some of them over 1,000 stores. Multiple divisions of stores. Not just the Limited, but others now. And some of them over 1,000 stores in six years. That's how quickly you can grow. But you've got to have the right foundational systems and methods and processes in place. Otherwise, you're just frustrating yourself and underachieving for God. Hopefully, we're here to give God a return on the greatest investment ever made, him coming. And he's looking, what's the return? What's the return on my investment? And it's not real good. We'll dissect that in a bit. Lifelong learner, an innovator. And then, then I, the God moved me to World Harvest Church, Breakthrough Television, World Harvest Christian Academy, and World Harvest Bible College. And to work with Pastor Rod Parsley, Breakthrough Television. And what did I learn from him? The power and the life of the Word of God. And the power of the Holy Spirit. The power of the dunamis, the unction that we have to have to do the methods and systems and processes that God taught me in the world system. So now he connected them. He connected the methods, systems, and processes from the world system. And he connected them with his word. So everything I'm going to share with you today is backed up by his word. It's confirmed in his word. This isn't just stuff from out there. This is stuff, kingdom principles, that they know how to apply better than we do. They, let's face it, they eat our lunch when it comes to applying this. And I'll illustrate that numerous times in our days together here. The power of the Word of God and the power of the Holy Spirit, the dunamis, the unction, to be able to do what we're called to do with the method, systems, and processes, when you get those connected, you've got something powerful. That's something that cannot fail. And these processes that we're going to learn, they work. They work, but you have to work them. And this is not a quick fix. This is not a, you know, you didn't get here overnight. You won't get out of this overnight. But we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna make it. The partners also, when we first started um, 12 years ago, we had our first uh, training. A couple of you in this room were at that very first training in Scottsdale at a resort. And I said, God, I want to bless these pastors. Uh, let's uh, get them together and let them, uh, you know, come and stay in a nice resort, fly across the country to a nice sunny place. And, um, and it was in the winter, so it was you know, 70 degrees, not 115. And, and we had we a had, uh, beautiful facility, and we started the training. And it was $2,500 a pop, each person. I was making a great living, and that was cheap by worldly standards. You know, here, here's a guy in USA Today a couple years ago paid. I just want you to know the value of what the partners have done around the world. 
This guy paid 27000 Here, he's getting coaching, learning how to be a CEO of the future. Paid $27,500 for five days of this, this training. And they made it possible for you to get it free. And here's Ann McCullaghy. She's the CEO. She's been there for quite a while. But she's had about a six-fold increase at World Harvest Church. We had a five-fold increase in six years. Five-fold increase in six years. Five and, and two-thirds million-dollar ministry to almost 30 million in six years. And not because of me, but because of the methods and systems and processes that we brought to the table there, combined with the ability that was already there, a tremendous leader, a strong team, and the right methods, systems, and processes. That's, that's what, that's what, those are the ingredients. And so Ann paid $10,000 here for one day of this kind of training. And she's, they asked her, what's the most important thing you learned? I'm getting ahead of myself, but while I'm here, let me just tell you. She, what's the most important thing? You pay ten grand for one day of this stuff? What, what's the most important thing you learned? She said, you have to treasure and groom the right kind of critics. People have a desire to please and tell you what you want to hear instead of what you need to hear. And that's a huge part of this, of this training, to surround yourself with people smarter than you. To surround yourself with wisdom, counsel, understanding, and knowledge. People that can impart into us the things we need to do to accomplish for God. That's why he entrusted them to us. So I just saved you 10000 bucks there. The Worldwide Ministry Institute for Mandate-Driven Ministries. Your mandate-driven ministries. You know it. You know you're going to answer to God someday for the mandates that he has placed on you. The mantle you carry has mandates and their directives and he's expecting them to get done. And the day today is a day where we're going to a whole nother level.